Hello and welcome to Conspiracy Pilled Unhinged, the forever season, episode 39. <laughs> the forever season. I love it. Yeah, guys. So uh, welcome over here from locals and wherever else. We had issues tonight. Today's been crazy. This episode's crazy. I went totally unhinged on this. <laughs> like legitimately, we're going unhinged. If you didn't notice the, the title, Matthew Perry Blood Moon Sacrifice wasn't unhinged enough for you. Um, no, we were trying to stream to our locals. It's new. It's in beta. And uh, it just wouldn't work. Didn't and I just got out. the feeling we should just come to Rumble. So, um, again, we try to reward you guys who support the show and do uh, give your hard-earned dollars to help keep this on the air. Uh, but tonight, uh, we're just going to – for everybody. So, even, we're going to be talking about all of it. Even you peasants. Yeah, even you peasants get to watch this one in the cheap seats. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I if actually, you like it, think about coming over and supporting the show. So We yeah. were already talking about, just this afternoon, wanting to put this out as soon as possible to everybody because we just felt like this one was important. Um, and I just feel like God forced us to rumble tonight to just be live with everybody. So yeah. I think yeah. Usually we, we put out like good. at least one of our unhinged episodes for free a little bit after everybody else gets it and just kind of let everybody see what we're doing over there. Yeah. Uh, that want, might want to come over and this is the one we were going to do. So now we're just going to do it live on rumble. Uh, might we're not well. on YouTube. So screw YouTube guys. Screw but, YouTube. uh, Somebody in our Discord had asked, at least one person had asked for us to talk about the whole Matthew Perry thing. And we were live. I think we we're streaming Resident Evil 4 like last, like two weeks, yeah. I don't know, a week and a half ago. When, it ha- when it, the news when broke. When it happened, when the news broke. And uh, so it's been interesting. I at first wasn't sure there was a lot to it. And my my plan for this show changed like five times. Mm-hmm. And then at noon today, I was just like, all right, I'm diving into the Matthew Perry <laughs> stuff. For the last like six or seven hours, I've just been glued to... Uh, my computer <laughs> researching this stuff, but uh, yeah, we'll just get into that it. That was so. one of those, you know, lunchtime phone calls where PJ's like, "Is it cool? Watch <laughs> you the entire show." Okay, cool. It's <laughs> not the first time I've done that. Not, so. not even a little bit. <laughs> not even a little bit. But uh, <gasps> yeah, so for people who don't know, uh, Matthew Perry died on October twenty eighth of two thousand twenty three, so like a week and a half ago, okay. and he was found dead at four seventeen p.m. by his assistant. And what's really interesting about this is the uh, death certificate was just revealed yesterday. So there's still stuff that we don't know about this. Um, but I just want to go over and read from the blast really quick uh, this article that came out yesterday about, about the death certificate. It says, Friend Star Matthew Perry official death certificate revealed. Uh, Matthew Perry's death certificate lists the actor's cause of death as deferred adding more mystery to the conditions and cause of death. So originally it was, they literally said, quote, apparent drowning, which is, which is odd. Um, We'll get into that. Yeah. Apparent drowning. And now it's deferred. Now it's like, we're not going to, we released the death certificate five days after his funeral and almost two weeks after his death. Yeah. We're not gonna tell you what it is. According to the death certificate obtained by the blast, Perry's official cause of death is being deferred pending further investigation and toxicology reports. As we reported, the beloved friend star mysteriously died on October 28th after he was found drowned in his jacuzzi. Perry was only 54. The document lists Perry's career as 38 years in the entertainment industry and lists the informant on his death as his famous stepfather, Keith Morrison. The document also confirms that he was laid to rest at Forest Lawn in Los Angeles. Last month, Perry was found lifeless by his assistant at a Los Angeles home where he seems to have drowned He may have just finished playing a two-hour game of pickleball in what was his last sighting. At the time, authorities uh, confirmed that no foul play was involved and no narcotics were found around him. Okay, that part's wild to me. It's like, we won't tell you how he died, but it's not foul play. 
It's not foul play, and we didn't find any narcotics. Now, they've kind of... I shouldn't say they changed that story. Originally, TMZ reported the only drugs found around him were prescription drugs. And now it seems like they're pushing the public opinion before the toxicology report comes out to say it was an, another another celebrity accidental overdose on prescription narcotics, which is always the, mm. the cover. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? It's like... Uh, yeah. Like they're not standard MO kind of thing. Like, am I wrong or is Hollywood not super like they're not they don't try to cover up that they do drugs and sometimes they overdose. Well, Matthew Perry's is, is interesting because he has been uh, going on the sobriety tour for the last two years. But we'll get into that oh. whole thing in a minute. Yeah. No, huh. uh, the, the reason I find the whole thing interesting, whether it's Heath Ledger or Brittany Murphy, I don't I don't remember the details in either one of those. So if I'm wrong mm-hmm. or just other celebrities, right, where it's like they have a ton of money, they have the best doctors in the world and their doctors always just accidentally, you know, prescribe them drugs that will, when mixed, kill you. Yeah. It seems to be the, the constant like excuse. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like in a book I read, it was talking about like uh, how they cover up fake deaths by saying people slipped in the shower. It's like the slipped in the shower for celebrities. You know yeah. What I mean? Yeah. And and yeah. and just to be clear, I, I remember I was like, how do you drown in a hot tub? Like that seems difficult. But his his hot tub was like very large. We'll get into all of it. Okay. Yeah. Um, but the, I want to read one more article that came out on November 3rd from Fox News. Or just a just a little bit of it. Okay. And uh, it says Matthew Perry toxicology reports provide insight into how the star may have died, former medical examiner. Uh, so in this, it says Matthew Perry's death investigation continues to raise more questions than answers six days after his death, according to the form to a former medical examiner. The Los Angeles County Medical Examiner Coroner on Sunday told Fox News Digital an autopsy was completed today and toxicology toxicology reports. Uh, results are pending. Following reports that a toxicology screening revealed fentanyl and meth were not found in his system at the time of death, Dr. Michael uh, Baden, or Baden, I think it's Baden, um, former chief medical examiner of New York City, forensic pathologist and Fox News contributor, contributor, wondered why a cause of death has not yet been released. And then he goes on to say, quote, if Matthew Perry had died of a heart attack, that would have been immediately apparent. They would have said so. They would have just said it, yeah. <clears throat> and then he goes, uh, where we stand now is the relief part of the toxicology that indicates that for some reason they're holding up the rest of it. So huh. I find that, I found that interesting because originally I'd read an article that said that um, Michael Baden was the, the coroner, which is not true. He's just comment, commenting to, to Fox News saying, right. like, if it was X, Y, and Z, why would they not say? The only reason that's given later on in the article is that They've ruled out all the big drugs, and now they're looking for, like, some excuse of, like, well, did you take too much Tylenol and you mixed it with this or, or Vicodin with alcohol or something like that that they're saying, they say at least, I don't know, is uh, harder. It takes longer. It takes up to, like, two weeks to come back on a toxicology report. We've also seen a lot of times that they'll defer the toxicology report for so long the public just stops caring. Yeah. We, we talked about this like, with some um, Anne wait, H. Wait, wait. Yep. Yeah, it was like, we know that this is going to come out that Anne Heche was not on the drugs they're saying that killed her. And then two or three months after Anne Heche dies, they're like, oh, she wasn't on all those drugs that we said killed her. So mm. we're just going to ignore the fact that, you know, she went crazy in her car and like ran into a bunch right. of shit. Like you yeah. just wait till it's... it's Till nobody cares. Five news stories passed and everyone's completely forgotten and lost the, lost the thread of the storyline and everything. Right. Yeah. And then most people didn't go back and watch our content or other people's content on Anne Hayes two or three months later. We got like one or two comments where like, 
oh, hey, you said this was the thing before it was a thing. I was like, yeah, but like yeah. people just gen- generally don't <laughs> care, right? So, um, but Michael Baden's interesting because he, he comes up in a lot of conspiracy stuff, right? Like, so he's yes. the guy who proved that Epstein was killed. Uh, his Epstein's brother hired Michael Baden to do an, a second autopsy on Epstein. And he's like, Hey, the hyoid bone, bone is broken. That literally does not happen in hanging ever. It's yeah. just not a thing. Like there's all this proof that he was forcefully killed. Uh, he was also the one that did George Floyd's autopsy and, he was hired by George Floyd's family. So it's a little weird where he's kind of like, yeah, the cop contributed, but I mean, he really kind of died of fentanyl. Um, so that was just a weird autopsy where it's kind of political. He was also on the church committee, like relooking through JFK's uh, autopsy and guy's the like fact the that his whole brain was missing. He's like the JP Morgan of autopsies, right? Yeah. Or of, coroners. Of, of coroners. Yeah. <laughs> so he just shows up everywhere. So the fact that he showed up in this case, I was like, uh, I, it just set off a, a little blinking light for me. I was like, something's weird here that they're calling in Michael Baden, the guy who's like always there to confirm or deny the the conspiracy, depending on who's paying him. Yep. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Which is the truth, right? It's always like who's paying him. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) But uh, yeah, so going back with Matthew Perry, like again, what they're saying is if it's a heart attack, he, we would have known if it's this, if it's that we would have known what else could they be trying to hide besides drugs the only other thing that, that people are saying that maybe they're trying to hide is, is stuff like this where he's got this tweet or not tweet, an Instagram post. Mm-hmm. Could I be any more vaccinated? Uh, get your shot and get your shirts, shop the entire collection. So he's like super, you know, pushing the vaccine thing when mm-hmm. it was popular to be a celebrity that pushed the vaccine thing. Um, I just want to point this out. Like there is a whole other conspiracy that people believe in that these people didn't even <laughs> take it. <laughs> yeah. And they just pushed right? it they anyway. Got a, so they like got a different, different <clears throat> dose. But I also feel like at this point, they kind of just say, well, they don't say that it was a, they don't say it was the, they'll never say that, but they'll say something like a coagulation or a heart attack or this or the, you know, like some explainable thing, right? They'll just call it a heart attack. They'll call it hashtag died suddenly. Yeah. right. Right. Not just silence and not just kind of indicating that he had a relapse is where, where I think they're pushing this. Um, but with his sobriety is interesting because he was a major, major drug addict for like a long time, had a lot of issues. He wrote a whole book about it. But since mm-hmm. 2021, he's been sober and he wrote a book called Friends, Lovers and the Big Terrible Thing in 2022. And he's been kind of touring on that book for the last year or so, hmm. um, just kind of like giving inspirational talks and doing signings and doing interviews. And so he's been in the public light a lot over the last two years just for his sobriety and, and all of that stuff. Um, and I want to show you just the very end paragraph of his book, because this is something that people are pointing to a lot and it'll make, it'll make a little bit more sense in a minute. So it says, uh, <clears throat> who am I going to be? Whoever it is, I will take it on as a man who has finally acquired the taste for life. I fought that. I fought that taste, man. I fought it hard. But in the end, uh, admitting defeat was winning. Addiction, the big terrible thing, is far too powerful for anyone to defeat alone. But together, one day at a time, we can beat it down. One thing I got right was that I never gave up. I never raised my hands and said, that's enough. I can't take it anymore. You win. And because of that, I stand tall now, ready for whatever comes next. Someday, you too might be called upon to do something important. This is the the line that's going to be important in a minute. Someday, you too might be called upon to do something important, so be ready for it. And when whatever happens, just think, what would Batman do? And do that. Hmm. It's a strange turn of phrase. Like, you can you can see the... Bit. Like, 
you you think you know what he's talking about because it's it's like that cliche or metaphor it's that like the the push batman the thing the batman metaphor is is such a crux of this conspiracy mm. that the media has since tried to explain away why he started calling himself matman and they're mm. like well he was working on a, a comedy skit that no one's ever heard of that no one has any but believe us called matman mm. and then they it's but it's like he was talking about batman like two years ago in this kind of weird cryptic way right mm. Uh, so we'll we'll come back to that, but I just to to finish off on talking about his sobriety. He had a lunch date twenty four hours before his death with uh, Athena Crosby, who's like a Venezuelan model, and she said, "quote I want to emphasize that Matthew was an extremely good spirits and uh, talked to me enthusiastically about the thing he had coming up in his life. He was so happy and vibrant, and he was one hundred percent sober." And uh, I was listening to another podcast of a celebrity this week who had a friend who also dated Matthew Perry not that long, went on a date with Matthew Perry within the last year. And what she said to him, at least from through the grapevine a little bit, but she said he's got like two secret service, like people with him at all times that are like making sure he's sober. So even on their date, they're like, we're just going to sit over here and just like make sure that Matthew doesn't drink alcohol at all. So um, the whole point being, he seemed to take it really seriously, and within 24 right. hours before his death, he's still acting sober. He's, he doesn't seem like right. he's fallen off the way the wagon, or has any, or has any reason to, right? Has any reason to? Like, he's dating. He's playing pickleball. He's right. posting a lot on on Instagram. He has a hot tub. He How can he be tub. sad with a hot tub? <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> but the Instagram thing is is the crux of this, right? There's at least the beginning of this of this whole thing, and. His Instagram was not used much. He's not a he's not really an Instagram guy until recently. Right. Because over the last three years, he's t- posted 83 times total, which is almost not at all. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like less than once a week. It's like as, that's <clears throat> how much I post. Basically. It's like once a month almost, really. I yeah. mean, it's more yeah. than that, but it's like. Slightly more than once. Yeah. It's twice a month at most, right? So like. But in the last two weeks of his life, he posted seven times, which doesn't sound like a huge number. But it is a significant increase in posting overall, right? And every single one of his tweets has something weird in it and something in common. And he's not, this is actually interesting to me because at first I saw him and I was like, oh, this reminds me of Tom Hanks when there was that whole controversy around Wayfair with Tom Hanks where it was like, Tom Hanks was posting some weird cryptic stuff, guys. And 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 if you were going to explain Tom Hanks' weird cryptic stuff away, you'd have to say, well, they're just artsy and weird because they're, you know celebrities and actors and that's kind of how tom hanks gets away with his not so subtle pedophilia symbols yeah 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 because he's just cryptic and weird and zany but matthew perry's instagram is so normal like up to this point holy smokes so aunt the knee with a hundred dollar rumble rant says can't scare me like that yeah uh hello you guys just dropping in real quick to uh to like this video because i'm at work your locals is or my local's name is, oh, Larios Falcon Cool. Thank you. Ooh, thank you. Appreciate it, man. Really appreciate the support. Thank you so much. Thank you guys for being here. I'm s- glad we were able to do this episode, even though it's not on Locals tonight, and that uh, you guys just showed up last minute. It's been fun. So Yeah. That um, was the best. Yeah. You guys are awesome. Especially Anthony. Ant the knee. Ant the knee. That's what I, I like that. Can I just call you Ant the knee from now on? Because I always feel like I'm saying Larios Falcon Cool wrong somehow, and I like Larios Ant Falcon the knee. Cool. Yeah, I like Anthony. Um, anyway. Anthony Falcon Cool. <laughs> Anthony is Falcon. 
Larios. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on, people. So <laughs> he posts seven times in the final two weeks before his death. Is where I was going wow. with this, and they're all they're all kind of cryptic and weird. We're just going to start looking with the first at it right one. now. Okay. Well, I'm pulling. I'm going to put oh, it on okay. the screen, so it's all good. So <clears throat> the first one, and some of them are videos, but it's easier just to show the picture, right? And this was on October 17th, and he says, no need to worry, everybody. I've got the streets tonight, and it's a picture. Well, it's a video of he's got three different screens in this room that are all mm. playing the new Batman movie, the newest Batman movie with um, Why can't he his name right now? Robert, uh, you know, Edward from freaking Twilight. Oh, shoot. Anyway. Pattinson. Robert Pattinson. It's his Batman movie. I don't know that for any particular. <laughs> <laughs> three different screens with Batman on it. And he's got a little bat signal in the corner, right? And yeah, Batman. So the next one on October, oh my gosh, I can't even read that. October 18th, I think. It's uh, sleep well, everybody. I've got the city tonight, Matman, and it's a picture of a bat signal, right? Huh. So more Batman stuff. Then we've got this one that says Batman plays pickleball. And he just puts WTF question mark. It's just kind of weird, right? And like, then rest easy, I'm on a tall building. Right. Yeah, rest yeah. easy, I'm on a tall building. It, a lot of people are saying, is this the bat signal, right? It's like, is he sending out a bat signal? As in, like I said at the end of my book, there will be a time where you will be called on. Think of what Batman will do. And he's putting this Batman symbolism yeah. out day after day after day. Mm -hmm. And they're all referencing him. He's like... I'm, I'm watching Batman. Batman. I have a bat signal. Mm -hmm. Rest easy. I've got the streets. Batman plays pickleball, which is something Matthew Perry does two hours of every day. It was actually the last thing he was ever seen doing was playing pickleball. Right. So like some people are saying that this is either him calling out for help or as he's a celebrity, maybe he doesn't run his own Instagram and that it is someone putting the ideas out there, the revelation of the method, like the, the occult symbolism out there prior to a ritual. And again, like Batman, pickleball, the whole thing. Because as I was saying earlier, his Instagram before this is mostly just pictures of him like with a celebrity or him wearing a T-shirt that he likes because he's got his T-shirt shop. It's a very normal Instagram. It's not like cryptic weirdness, right? So then on October 22nd, he posts a pumpkin with a Batman signal carved in. He says, do you know what I mean? Like, they don't match the picture is why it's weird, right? Like, do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, at this point, it really feels like he's saying, are you picking up the symbolism yet? Are you getting the hints yet? Right. And it just gets weirder. So then, uh, also on October 22nd, he posts this video, and it's a woman's hand dropping three cranberries onto a table. Again, artsy weirdness, which is not normally mm. his Instagram. And it says, this is what I've had to eat today. I'm Matt Man. Yeah. A lot of people debated on what these are. What people have kind of come to the conclusion on is that they are cranberries. And this is the next hint of what's about to happen to Matthew Perry because the cranberries lead singer Dolores O'Riordan died from an accidental drowning in a tub. Okay, that's weird. Right. In 2018, she died from drowning in her bathtub. Dolores O'Riordan, who found an international fame in the 1990s as a lead singer of the Irish band, the Cranberries died of drowning. According to coroner's inquest, the singer had been in London for a recording session when she was found dead on January 15th. She was 46 years old. Um, there are a lot, and I mean a lot, a lot, a lot of celebrities who have died in bathtubs, and we're going to talk about them 
um, in, uh, in depth here in a minute. But cranberries, just weird, right? Like cranberries, I'm Matman. He's continuing the whole Matman, Batman theme with random. Like this one's the weirdest one to me. It's like a woman's hand putting three cranberries on a table. I don't know. The Cranberries had three albums. I don't know. There's like different things. The, the that people top try to comments are weird too. I've been noticing on these posts. The top well, comments are these are afterwards. So this is after oh, his they? death, right? Got so like it. people are laying it out at this point, right? Because uh, that one, that one there says Batman. He's talking about the seven posts. He says Batman logo projected onto the ceiling. Help me, like the movie slash cartoon where people call for help, like the oh, bat signal. He's God. laying it out. So number okay. two, Batman logo. Help me again. Number three, pickleball, something that will happen on the day I play pickleball, which it did. Mm. Cranberries, I will commit suicide by drowning myself like the Cranberries lead singer. Um, I th- might have put these out of order, I guess, but it doesn't matter. Uh, the pumpkin will happen at Halloween, mm. and we'll see what happens next. So then these last two are similar. He's got a moon, and he says, do you understand what I'm trying to tell you? I'm Mattman. Hmm. This is weird, right? It's like Very continuing weird. to say, are you picking up what I'm trying to say? This is the second time I've seen like the top cam- comment is like, are you okay? Should we send for help? Are you, are you calling for help? And that was the day it was posted. It wasn't after his exactly. death, right? Like yeah. that's, yeah, that's weird. This is again on, on October 22nd. He posted three times that day. Yeah. Which is a huge increase because he never mm-hmm. uses Instagram, right? Yeah. And he's saying, are you picking up what I'm putting down. You hear what I'm trying to tell you shows a picture of the moon, huh? which is important. And then his last one is the picture that we've all seen. Um, yeah. It's on every news article about him. It's him in his hot tub with yeah. the moon above him. And this again makes me think like, who again, who took this, who took and posted the picture? Like, is he even posting this? Right. And, and look, it's a massive hot tub. That's what I was huge. saying earlier. It's, it's humongous. Huge. Yeah. And he says, Oh, so warm. Uh, oh, so warm water swirling around makes you feel good. I'm Matt Man. And it's him. So weird. With the full moon above him in the yeah. hot tub that he would die in in a few days. Wow. Weird, weird stuff, right? Huh. So the moon thing is what I want to talk about next. Okay. Because his death was on October 28th. He was found. Sorry, I want to make sure I got that right. On October 28th at 4 p.m., which is direct. It means that he would have died when the hunter's moon was at its fullest power. What is a hunter's right? moon? That's what we're going to talk about. So okay. the hunter's moon is the f- last full moon of October or the, the first full moon before Samhain, which, which is October 30th, or October 30th, November 1st, like that, yeah. that old Celtic pagan tradition that people argue on whether or not that's where Halloween comes from. Some people try to say all saints day and that they kind of blended the two. And that's a whole nother episode, whole nother can of worms. But Mm -hmm. it is what the, it's what the pagan community celebrates when everybody's celebrating Halloween, right? It's the same, same day. And the whole thing about the, the blood, the blood moon is another thing. It's called sanguine moon hunter's moon is that it is about transformation. And this particular hunter's moon uh, this year was very strange. And I'll show mm-hmm. you a couple of reasons why. So the first one's uh, in a TikTok, And then I've got a video that's not conspiracy related at all. It's just about the moon. And both of them point out that something extremely unique happened this year for mm-hmm. this exact time of his death. Got it. Prior to make Halloween extra spooky this year with the hunters or blood moon falling on October 28th. 
This full moon will undergo a partial eclipse on the very same night in the easternmost parts of North and South America and the rest of the world, making this a blood moon in more ways than one. The name comes from long ago when European and Native American hunters labored into the October evenings for extra food to last through the winter. Hungry animals like deer were easy to spot in autumn's freshly reaped fields, especially by the light of this full moon. It's certainly not every year that a full moon and an eclipse fall so close to Halloween, so don't forget to snap a pic when it peaks over the horizon just after sunset, and be sure to share it with us. So there's a little explanation kind of the, the full moon, the blood, sorry, the uh, hunter's moon and the eclipse and things like that that happened. And then I was just looking on earthsky.org about the uh, hunter's moon eclipse. And at the top, it says, uh, here, let me just share this page with you. At the top, it says hunter's moon eclipse photos, October 28th through the 29th, 2023. And my wife looked this up. She actually helped me with research today. So shout out to Deanna for being my research assistant for the day. Um, that, uh, again, during the time that he would have passed away or drowned in his hot tub at like somewhere around four in the morning on the 28th, I think is what it was, was like <clears throat> when the, when the moon was at its full power, it was the brightest it was ever going to be. And it also rose up in the sky and eclipsed with Jupiter, which is a whole nother okay. thing. So here's a little bit of a video on that. So it says, at mid-eclipse, the moon was 6% immersed in Earth's dark shadow. It looked and felt very mystical. Huh. That's the whole, that's the whole the only reason I want to show it is just, it's funny that it's like a very, you know, not occult site. We're going to get into the occult sites next, but like even just normal observers like earthsky.com and these other like you know, just uh, sky watching people that just like stars and mm -hmm. moons and cycles and stuff like that for not uh, not occult reasons are just saying the the idea that it rose up with Jupiter, that they eclipsed, that it made these weird lights and this weird thing and it felt yeah. powerful and it felt mystical, right? Like that's a word that a normal person is using to describe this thing. Let's hear what the, okay. the occult people are, are talking about this because this also happens around Sam Hain. Um, and... I was looking into Sam Hain and full moons and things like that, and I found two sources on this that were occult sources. One of them is Cosmic Rider, and they wrote, this new moon, we're talking about the, the last moon, the, the hunter's moon of October before Sam Hain, is in intense Scorpio and means that the energy is channeled even more inward with a highlight on rebirth, transformation, and deep emotions. Tonight is a very, very special one. It is the wondrous lunar Sam Hain occurring on the new moon right before Sam Hain, the time when the veils between the worlds are the thinnest. Ooh. Right. So like that's okay. the belief. That's the belief over and over again is that this particular night, and we'll, we'll see other rituals. I'll talk about other rituals that are happening and have happened at this time. There is a very deep occult thing. I spent like an hour on witch talk today, like listening to different <laughs> witches talk about like the powers of Sam Hain and recharging their crystals and their wards and like uh, the whole thing. But the problem, like the, the thing there is like they were talking about it in a really positive ish way as they do. I did find this interesting thing from vice though. Vice spent some time. They talked to a druid 
about things like apple bobbing, which I found out has got a, a whole druidic pagan history to it. Um, but then he gets into Sam Hain and he says, Sam Hain is a time when the doorway to the other world is open and we can commune with the dead, a time of divination. So, okay. Right. So we've got, we've got the time we've got the, the moon energy and all the occult symbols that like would, would attribute, you know, some type of sacrificial death, but it's more than that because he's found in a tub, right? He's found in water. And this is a thing that we'll see over and over and over again is dead celebrities. It's usually bathtubs. I know some people are like, it's a hot tub this time. Same difference, right? Uh, so just a short list. And I mean a short list because we could spend a lot of time on this. We have Jim Morrison who died in a bathtub. He was uh-huh. also a part of the 27 Club and he never had an autopsy. <sighs> of course not. Whit- Whitney Houston, whose best friend in an interview said that she was so disgusted by hotel hot tubs, she would never, or sorry, hotel bathtubs, she would never get in one, was found dead in a bathtub on the fourth floor of the Beverly Hills Hilton Hotel. Yeah. While, meanwhile, downstairs, the pre-Grammy show was going on. So this giant gathering of the elite is going on downstairs and her dead bodies upstairs in a hot tub, in in a bathtub, right? Wow. And we'll talk about the symbolism of it in a second, but... Seems like seems like a ritual. Seems like something like that. And if you didn't think it was, her daughter Bobby Christina uh, Houston, who was deathly afraid of bathtubs because her mother died in one, three years after her mom died, was found face down in her bathtub, dead. Okay. Last year. Cool. Last year on November fifth, twenty twenty two, Aaron Carter was found dead in his bathtub. Shortly after tweeting at Kanye West saying, we should talk, bro. Oh, I remember Um, this. (laughs) Yeah, remember this? And he was someone who had made a career out of saying, look, I am being held. Like he would literally stream all the time. I had a friend who was obsessed with watching his streams. And he would stream all the time. Like I'm being held hostage. I want to sell my house. I want to raise money. The record label owes me three and a half million dollars. They won't give it to me. My real estate agent won't sell my house. They're making me live here and like... I can sell this stuff, but all you guys just think I'm crazy and I can't do anything about it. You know, like he just constantly like streaming. He's like, my brother raped me when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. Like the industry did this and that to me. All the things, right? He's just saying it over and over and over again. He's like, I'm just stuck in my house doing drugs all the time because like that's all they'll let me do. Wow. And nobody cares that he was saying it out loud because what what, did it ever change anything? You know what I mean? Like. This is the thing when people are like, oh, if, if, if they didn't want him to say it, they wouldn't let him. Well, eventually they didn't, I think. Right. Probably because he was talking to the wrong people. This is also around the time where Coolio said, like, I could expose all of this and then dies, like, the next day. Mm-hmm. All at the same the time. The chat has decided that it is, this is definitely Big Shower. Big is this is a conspiracy this. by Big Shower. How are you guys getting ahead of me? You guys see my notes? <laughs> this is a conspiracy by Big Shower, guys. <laughs> He was found dead in his bathtub, November 5th, 2022. He had no water in his lungs, so it was ruled as an accidental overdose. Mm. Uh, His mother does not believe that this was accidental at all because they never did, again, they never did an autopsy. Um, So you can see that here. This is her, quotes TMZ. She says, still trying to get a real investigation for the death of my son, Aaron Carter. I want to share these death scene photos with you all. She took photos of the crime scene because they never roped it off as a crime scene. They just let people back into the house, like this dead body. I want to show these death scenes with you because the coroner wrote it off as an accidental drug overdose. They never investigated it as a possible crime scene because of his addiction past. Look at the photos. I'm not going to show them. They're just a disgusting bathroom. 
Uh, they were not taken by the police, but they allowed people to go in and out. All although a lot of potential homicide information was there for years, Aaron had a lot of death threats, and many many people were making his life miserable. Mm. And if that's <laughs> well, hold on, we'll we'll come back to that. But um, the question then becomes like, is this like all the others? Is this bathtub cult ritual? Like, is this the bathtub death, the portal idea? And and the other thing that lines up with his death is that it was exactly one year after Astro World. We've oh. talked about Astro World before, but it yeah, it's something that I want to do a full episode on. So I'm just gonna play this like minute and a half long TikTok to just give you guys like a brief overview of like okay. why that's important if you don't know, and uh, we'll cover it in more depth at some point. But uh, here here's that. Was Travis Scott's Astroworld Festival a ritual? Over one year ago, Travis Scott's Astroworld Festival resulted into complete chaos as the night was ended with 10 people dead and multiple people severely injured. If you type in Astroworld into the Google search bar, something confusing pops up. Astroworld Tragedy Demonic. But why? If we take a look at the stage first, we can see that it resembles the logo of the Illuminati. Additionally, here is the wallpaper of the concert. You can see clearly the two hands with the eyes, the triangle and the portal on there. Many also labeled the stage design as the entrance to hell. Inside the portal, quotes like see you on the other side or the escape plan appeared. Next is a video clip where you can see strange figures walking the stage where Travis called for help the first time. This strongly reminds of this art piece which represents the gate to hell. After the event, people described the festival as hell on earth. With 10 people dead and multiple injured, this event will go down into history as one of the most devastating moments in concert history. Do you think all these things have something in common? Make sure to comment your opinion. This year on Sam, I think it was on Sam Hain. I, somebody, maybe you can look this up while I'm talking real quick. But Sam this Hain? year, this year, um, I think around the same time, around this blood moon, this hunter's moon ritual, Travis Scott tried to get a pyramid Giza concert going. Like he he was going to perform his next giant ritual on a pyramid. I don't know if it lined up with Sam Hain, but that was definitely something he tried to do this year. He got turned down for it. But again, what are we talking about? We're talking about like strong moon magic ideas around, you know, occult ritual specific dates. Um, And it seems like every year around this time, around Halloween or around this Hunter's Moon, we're seeing some type of ritual. It was Astro World in 2021. It was, and he he had a McDonald's freaking like agreement at that point. Like he was like like there was a Travis Scott burger at McDonald's at this time. Like he was just the biggest thing in the world. And I didn't even know who he was. I just remember going to McDonald's, and be like, who the hell is Travis Scott? Like no other celebrity I've ever heard of has had their own burger at McDonald's that I can think of. Um, anyway, so you got that in 2021. You got Aaron Carter in 2022. You got Matthew Perry this year in 2023. And with Aaron Carter. Like two days after his death, his label released his last album and they titled it Blacklisted. Okay. And this is the cover art for his final album. Oh. So nice. features the one eye symbolism, 
you know, mm-hmm. a lot of like occult symbolism in this. It's called blacklisted. It comes out when he's, you know, not been able to be part of that whole world for a long time. He was blacklisted. Then as soon as he's, you know, as soon as people care about him again for a minute, the label publishes it. And the release of the album wasn't approved by his management team. And it was described by them as, quote, obscenely disrespectful Hmm. and a heartless money grab. So Hmm. you could ask the question, was Aaron Carter's death purely financial? Did they find a way to turn him into a cash cow again for a moment? Mm. Or is it a, a cult ritual? And I just think, why not both? Why not both? Yeah. Why not both? So um, what did you want to know about the Egypt? When uh, was that supposed to be? That's what I wanted to know. I totally forgot about it till we were to like right when I was watching that TikTok. I was like, oh, yeah, he was going to do a freaking like pyramid concert this year. Uh, the tickets were refunded on August 1st. So it was it was close to there. I'm oh scheduled for July 28th. OK, and so then- it wasn't around Halloween, but it was a. Uh, Weird, weird venue. Yeah. Weird venue, at least. Uh, Let me just read this part, this quote here. The Egyptian musician syndicate said it had revoked the show's license, claiming it had found images and documented information on his strange rituals, which are against our traditions in a possible reference to themes in the artist's work seen as Afrocentric in Egypt. Uh, many Egyptians a- accuse Af- African-Americans of appropriating ancient Egyptian culture, but critics argue this reflects racist attitudes against black folk. So it's so almost they, they, like... Wait, you literally just said that they turned him down for his rituals. Yeah, exactly. So, so if, if I'm reading this correctly, it's not that they didn't think that those rituals were real. It's that they're like, these are our gods and you are... Trying to invoke an, them. As an African trying to... Mm-hmm as an African-American um, trying to appropriate them, appropriate yeah. Egyptian culture. Because that's the bad part. Like, let's focus on what's really bad here. It's not the invoking of Set and Ra and all this stuff. It's that it's cultural appropriation. Yeah. <laughs> what like, a world these are, we live These are in. our gods. What a world we live in, guys. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Kelsey's like, Look, but Egypt is in Africa. Yeah. Yeah. I can't pull up any chats. Um, I, every, it's like every time we have to remove somebody from, you know, moderate somebody out of the chat, then Evie Mux oh, okay. won't let us pull anything anymore. I'm sure they'll fix it eventually. They so. will. Apologize, guys. Um, and yeah, we kind of threw some of this stuff, especially the Rumble part, together last minute. So, mm. <clears throat> um, but we talked about the bathtub ritual, and I want to go back into the whole idea of the bathtub ritual because. This shows up in music videos like a lot and it shows up in it shows up in celebrity deaths and it shows up in celebrity, I would say, births because you see a lot of celebrities that their first big music video where they become a star. There's always this imagery of them coming out of or going into and coming out of this bathtub. And this is representation of a satanic baptism, essentially. It's just the same as every other satanic symbol. Mm. It's an invert. It's inverting Christian symbolism. It's a portal. It's rebirth. And it's probably going to deserve its whole episode one day. Baptism. So. Yeah, yeah, it's it's satanic okay. baptism. The, the 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 easiest way I can describe it without spending a lot of time on it is that it's satanic baptism and it represents a portal into another world. And it's been shown time and time and time and time again. And I think some of the most famous ones, and, and I'm going to play you two of them. Uh, one of them comes from the movie Constantine, where there's a part where, just to explain the movie to you guys a little bit, there's a part where the uh, main character, she's a twin, 
she wants to find out if her twin actually committed suicide, this Catholic belief that mm-hmm. she committed suicide and therefore is in hell, right? She's like, she doesn't believe that her sister committed suicide. Right. So Constantine puts her into a bathtub, completely submerges her so that the way the bathtub will act as a portal literally to hell. And I, the only reason I want to play this, I'll just turn it down and play it while we're talking about it. But the only reason I really want to play this is because of the, the symbolism and the violence of this scene, because Constantine's not the bad guy here. Like Constantine in the movies, the hero, and he's like essentially forcing her to do something she doesn't want to do, but it just, it comes across. Watch this and tell me it doesn't look like they're, he's murdering her, right? Like that's the point. I think it's symbolizing the whole bathtub sacrifice ritual. Uh, and she, yeah, it's, it's really pretty creepy. uncomfortable. It's really long, so I'm kind of talking over it because I had to cut a lot is, of it because the scene's very long. Is really long and uncomfortable. It's like weirdly sexual and yeah, yeah, violent, yeah. and but that's all the po- that's the point of it, right? Creepy, is that it, yeah, it's a it's a it's a ritual to transport someone to hell that comes across as violent and sexual, it's sadomasochistic, yeah, satanic sex sexual violence, Jeez. right? And that's what it. I mean, yeah, I know it's really uncomfortable, guys. It's a great, it's a really interesting movie, and I'm sure I'll do an episode on the movie like in depth at some point. But this is this is the bathtub ritual. I appreciate how good the actor is at this because he's doing a good job, like being determined, but also not looking like he's a serial killer. Evil, yeah, yeah. And there's a point here where you'll see it where time freezes, and she completes the ritual. Right ah, here. right there. And for a second, for a split second, she is in hell. And how does he... Whoa. Yeah. So that's How did he know when the right moment was? Uh, I think it it was desperation. I think it was just like... Got it. It's going to be like... uh, Well, this is the other thing about rituals, right? Is like they bring up to death's door is like how a lot of these are supposed to work. Mm. Um, There's a lot of movies with themes of that nature. Going right up to the edge. Anything I've ever read on like powerful magic, you know, type stuff is like you have to nearly die. Well, that's what we were talking with um, Cryptid Candy about the hat man. How well, there you go. They're it's, going you right have to, up to nearly die. You have to go up to death's door by overdosing on on uh, BPH or whatever on, on Benadryl. On Benadryl. Yeah. To see the hat man. Yeah. Why? So that's what this is, right? Like going up to death's door, nearly drowning. And then she gets that split moment. How the next scene, it, it's her recounting it, so you know that she made it there and what happened right, and all that stuff. Right, but right, right. interesting movie. Um, but that's probably the best one for movies. But music videos are where this is really, really, really strongly shown. And just to, again, short list of music videos with this symbolism: we have "Criminal" by Fiona Apple, "Me Myself and I" by Beyonce, "When Doves Cry" by Prince, "Sad Eyes" by Enrique Iglesias, "Marry the Night" by Lady Gaga. I Am Your Leader by Nicki Minaj. And most famously, I would say, or at least the one that I'm going to show you guys, because I think it represents the point the best, Stay by Rihanna. And and luckily, wow. I don't know if we'll watch the whole thing. I might skip through a few parts. But uh, someone kind of breaks down the symbolism of this baptizing into the occult symbol, right? Like this is the, the ritual you do. And in the beginning, it's just already apparent right it's like her in the bathtub surrounded by dark demonic figures encroaching in on her Mm. um yeah you see the dark figures surrounding her yeah fast forward a little bit but it's it's, unless we could watch it so you can comment on it if you want but it's like about two minutes 
And this is supposed to be the little girl that's trapped inside of her. And this kind of this motif keeps oh, coming up through wow. through the music video. Um, and then here we have her completing the bathtub ritual. We have the elites that own her, her handler, pointing uh, her where to huh. go. Right, like she's she's a puppet of the elite. She's a puppet of the Illuminati. Yep. It, this is the most straightforward I've ever seen a music video. You know how I was saying this to Paul Stobbs, where I was like, it used to be subtle. Yeah, none no, of this shit's just, subtle anymore. It's so in it your face, as loud as they can. Yeah. We talked about in the in the Taylor Swift episode some of her bathtub Here's, symbolism and her. Yeah. Here's the little girl giving her the crown, saying she gave up her innocence to become the queen of pop. Ooh. Uh, then she enters into another realm, a darker realm, where the demons are waiting for her because she belongs to them. Ah. Uh, and you can see it. Uh, represented and they're as all like, yep. black guys. <laughs> 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 and what do they have on the other side of the realm? What are they protecting is her innocence. It's locked away in a room. Oh, oh, wow. And there is, yep. Wow. She's been given the fame, and she's saying goodbye to her innocence forever. So that is... That's the bathtub ritual. It's just that music yeah. video happens to be the most Yeah. It's it's a on the nose. Interesting mirror to the look what you made me do music video because yeah, there's a yeah, lot yeah. of bathtub stuff in that and there's this whole Taylor Swift can't come to the phone right now. Why? Cuz she's dead. Um mm-hmm. and she's been reborn as this darker It's all death and rebirth, queen. right? Yeah. yeah. And I think that again just answers like why the bathtub scene in Constantine holds her down for so long cuz it's it's death and rebirth. Yeah, it's a, um, it's a really gross take on baptism. Who, if you, a few years ago, even a year ago, two years ago, I would have said like Lady Gaga is like the occult, you know, her and Beyonce and yeah. a few others. Who is like the rising star of the just absolutely in your face satanic music industry right now? Doja Cat. It's Doja Cat. Yep. Right? We've talked about Doja Cat quite a few times. We're going to keep talking about Doja Cat, unfortunately, because sure we will. She's not. I think good. she's very involved in this. She's not. Point. She's not a good artist. She came no. out of nowhere. That's the point, right? Like that's the point. I would say the same about a, you know, yeah, Taylor Swift and Lady Gaga as well. But, um, I shouldn't take away Lady Gaga's talent. I know that she can play piano and do some stuff, but <laughs> I know she can play piano and do some stuff. I've had people argue with me that she's really talented. I'm like, it just doesn't come through in the trash music she puts out now. Like, yeah, but she can write symphonies and stuff. Like, she doesn't, though, is my point. No, 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 you don't understand. Lena Morgana was talented. <laughs> there we go. Lena, Lena Morgana was talented. I'm getting him confused. Easy, <sighs> easy mistake to make. Yeah. That's another unhinged episode. If you guys oh, are new to her unhinged stuff, we did one about Lady Gaga sacrificing Lena Morgana for fame. Um, Doja Cat had a very interesting thing on September 1st. Demons. She started promoting her new music video single called demons and it is her for people listening to this it is her dressed as a demon on the friends couch with the friends logo above her but instead of friends it says demons and like all of that's kind of in your face like there's some occult maybe revelation of the method going on here something's coming and the biggest reason i included this wasn't just the fact that the timing was a little odd that you know Mm -hmm. less than two months before matthew perry's death She's promoting it this way. You know, I, mm. Friends was a popular TV show. It's a whatever. Yeah. What's what's weird about this picture? Besides well, the demon the on the logo. couch? Besides the demon on the couch. Besides <laughs> the obvious about the logo itself. There's no dot in between D and E. That's it, right? And I looked into this. Friends, I'm Sherlock. You are. Friends is, uh, the word friends is seven letters. 
and in between each letter is a dot and there's six dots. And if you look at old promotional material for the film, you'll notice that each dot corresponds to a person. Yes. In this logo, I know it's five dots instead of six and it's four dots because one's missing, whatever. That's not the point. The point is that it's very obvious that one of the dots is missing, that one of the dots that represents a cast member of Friends is missing. Is missing. Yeah. Interesting. Makes you, you know, that makes you wonder, like, is Matt Perry picking up on the the fact that they're planning to kill him? And that's why he's, like, sending out the bat signal? That's unhinged, PJ. Don't be stupid. It's supposed to be unhinged. (laughs) I'm going to get super unhinged on this show. But I think it means something. Like, no, this is this reminds me of like Balenciaga stuff. Like, mm. I know it's not an accident, right? You don't do stuff like this on accident. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's a lot of money and time that goes into graphic design and things like that that you don't like. It right. jumps out at me right away, and I can't imagine this got approved by all of the people it got approved by with a very glaring mistake. That it's like and- a typo getting approved by like you know high level executives over and over and over again. That in Friends is such a such a tame, almost boring, uh, like, right? Show. I don't, I don't want to say like family oriented, but it's it's pretty. It's, it's not family not oriented. But it's, it's not. Yeah, it's just like it's, Friends it's in not, New York, right? It's not in. Like Doja you could Cat. say, you could yeah. say it pushed. You could say it pushed like the whole like sexual revolution idea. Sure. Like you know, don't get married till you're forty and sleep around. Like. That's what a lot of conservatives would say, like, what their problem with Friends was. But right. it out, it's not, yeah, it's not like an overtly evil it's show. It's pretty wholesome was what I was looking for. It's it's on the whole, compared to a lot of things, right? pretty wholesome. Not remotely, not remotely close to Do- Doja Cat's brand. It Like, in no universe can I picture Doja Cat's people being like, you know what would be cool the wholesomeness of it's the point. Reference. The wholesomeness of it's the point for her, though, right? The whole the, right. the idea of corrupting an image, like mm. like an image that was like Americans would sit down around this TV show and and there was camaraderie and it wasn't evil right. and gross and things like that. Like that corrupting of the image, it's not as bad as them corrupting every Christian symbol as as they do, but it is a corrupting of like a norm, right? Like mm-hmm. taking this normal everyday mundane TV show that people like, that's, you know, yeah, just wholesome. Yeah. Yeah. Wholesome. And then corrupting it is the point. And then I just I think that we can't ignore the fact that the dot is missing. And that's like not a mistake that I I think is easy to make. Feels weird to me anyway. Um, <clears throat> but uh, the, the one of the last things I want to get to with with Matthew Perry is. We talked about the covid thing. People have these different ideas about it. like did he did he relapse? Was it the covid shot? It couldn't be that he's into the occult because he's a Christian and his whole thing about the end of his life was becoming sobriety, you know, becoming sober, finding God, things like that. Right. I think they're wrong. And this is the part I was telling you before the show. I'm like, this is the part that I think everybody's not everybody. I've a few people have picked up on it, but most people are missing because they don't speak the language of these people and they don't understand the concept of of demonic gods and fallen angel gods and like cause because you call something God doesn't make it Yahweh. Right. Yeah. Like we have to be very specific when we talk about these things. There was an interview he did uh, where he talked about how he prayed for fame um, and how he prayed for sobriety. And I want to play that. And I want to read something out of his book because I think this says a lot about where Matthew Perry really was at and why Mm -hmm. the occult um, owned him and came after him. 
So here we go. You talk about this, you know, moment. There were there were these two moments that were ten years apart, and it first, I think you were it was early on in L.A. and you fell on your knees and you prayed to God to become famous because that would solve everything. And you you it's not lost in you that almost ten years to the day later you were on your knees again saying, God, please don't let me die. And I just want to know what was happening in the first prayer and what was going on during the second prayer, because that's sort of a span of Well, what was interesting, the, the first time I prayed, and it was the first time, um, it was like a, a prayer of like a 14-year-old, and I was 24, something like that. And I just read that some celebrity, I don't remember, who was in trouble, and I thought to myself, he doesn't care. He's famous. What difference does, he, difference does that make? He's famous. He has it all. And then I knelt down and said, God, you can do whatever you want to me. Just please make me famous. And... Three weeks later, I got friends, and God didn't forget about the first part. Of it. <laughs> hmm, what do I want to do to him? Yeah, <laughs> that kind of Faustian bargain. Very that I bad made. disease at yeah. the same time. And uh, then, deep into addiction, there was a more, much more real prayer, you know, to save my life, you know, and that was answered as well. So, did you catch what he said about how he talks about this deal he made with God? The the word he yeah, uses. Yeah, it's a Faustian bargain. I'm like. That's yeah. not God, honey. Nobody like, talks about God in terms of Faustian bargain. Can you explain the Faustian bargain to people? The the idea is is you you I mean you're selling your soul to the devil for That's what for it is. It comes from a play. It's, it comes yeah. from a play. Yeah. In Where, in the play Dr. <clears throat> Faust sell is is in conversation with a demon, makes a deal with a demon, sells his soul for something he wants. That's exactly what it is. And it wasn't a slip of the tongue because he writes this other places and he says this other places. And in fact, there's yeah. a quote from his book that I'm going to read. You. It says, I frantically began to pray with the desperation of a drowning man, which is interesting language. The last time I'd prayed right before I got in friends, I'd managed to only strike a Faustian bargain with a God who had simply drawn a long breath and bided his damn time. Here I was, more than a decade later, chancing my prayer arm once again. God, please help me, I whispered. Show me that you are here. God, please help me. Wow. The language, the subtlety of it goes over so many people's heads, and it really shouldn't. It's so clear in, in just a couple of ways. He, he continually calls us a Faustian bargain in his book, in his interviews. And then in this, I managed to strike a Faustian bargain with a god. A God. A God. That's, again, too, like, not how you pray to God. Like, you can do whatever you want to me. Just make me famous. Whoever you are out there, I'm selling you my soul for fame. Yeah. He was on a know-nothing TV show before this. I'd never even heard of called, like, Second Chance or something like that. No one's mm. ever heard of the show. He was not being considered for the part. He was being considered for a bit role in Friends. He makes a Faustian, as he calls it himself, a Faustian bargain with a God. And instantly, he's the lead of friends. It, it's weird, right? This is and the now, point, right, is that <clears throat> the gods are real. Yeah. The little G gods are real. They have power. And when you pray to them and make sacrifices to them, they, they can give you what you want. It comes at a heavy price. Well, this is the argument that's being had on Twitter this week, right? It's like a certain group of people, certain group of weak-kneed people who don't believe in anything 
are noticing that a certain group of other people are sacrificing children to Moloch. And they're saying those people have been winning a lot of freaking elections. Yeah. Those people keep winning elections. They won in 2020. They won in 2022. They won in 2018. (sighs) Why? What if we could like do something to appease Moloch and win elections? This is the problem. This is, this is, Honestly, I think why why we lose and we've been seeing this in the Ezekiel stream kind of mirrored with the nation of Israel is mm-hmm. that you will be a certain type of successful if you are faithful to the false gods. You will not be any type of successful if you sacrifice to any god as long as it's convenient. To, if you're not faithful to any god at all, you go to Yahweh for prophecy and you sacrifice to this god and that god and the other god and any god you can get your hands on, but you're not faithful to any of them. Yeah, that's why is that genuinely that's why Israel lost their land at that time, mm-hmm. and that's why we're losing everything now is because. Republicans are sacrificing to any God they can get their hands on and not being faithful to any of them. They're not being faithful. This is the whole argument is we've seen, we won't get off on it too much, but that is what's happening, right? Um, now I want to take you guys into a world of pure speculation for, for the end of this episode as if it hasn't been already, because what I've been able to lay out is kind of my thought on like, he sold his soul to the devil or, right. you know, sold his soul to some false God he said, you can collect it at some time. It seemed like his soul was collected on a very important specific. pagan holiday with mm-hmm. very specific ritualistic symbolism, right? Like that is all there. But I don't know to what end because I have different theories on it and different people have different theories on it. I just kind of want to talk about that for a minute. So generally speaking, we've talked about people who will sacrifice family members for fame. <clears throat> Matthew Perry's famous. His dad, his stepdad is is famous, and maybe that's it. His stepdad mm-hmm. did have a Halloween um, podcast, a, a, a creepy mystery-related podcast come out the week of Matthew Perry's mm-hmm. death that followed around Halloween and was centered around the the, the whole Sam Hain idea, which is just weird. You know, I'll, just, I'll get it out of the way. I'm just going to play that. So his dad is Keith Morris. Um, I'll just play a little clip of this because uh, that was one of my theories on this at first. Um, oh shoot, I gotta I gotta refresh this page. His dad doesn't even have the same last name as him. Why are things refined? Sorry, he's his stepdad. Oh, right. So okay. he's his family's interesting. We can talk about his family for a minute because his mom was like the secretary of state to Justin Trudeau's dad when he was the um Fidel Castro? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she cool. was secretary of state to Justin Trudeau's stepdad. Stepdad. Got it. When he was Prime Minister of Canada. <laughs> Uh, Matthew Perry went to school with Justin Trudeau in his book. He wrote about how he like beat him up in school one time. Uh, his dad's a famous Canadian broadcaster who now works for NBC and just happens to have this really weird kind of creepy thing coming out on the week of his, uh, stepson's death. So why are things we find frightening also so thrilling? The answer is buried somewhere deep inside Morris mysteries. A new series of spine-tingling classics, beginning with the legend of Sleepy Hollow, just in time for Halloween. Wherever you get your podcasts, listen now, if you dare. So there's that. Um, just odd timing. And then <clears throat> I, I, I had like read... It. I don't like it either. I had read that there was a Friends reboot, which originally I was reading, I thought was supposed to be a whole new cast of people redoing mm. Friends. And I was like, maybe it's maybe that's part of it. 
And it uh, turns out that they were just going to actually put all of the people who were in Friends in a retirement home in Florida and make a show. <laughs> I don't know why they thought that people would want to watch it, but Disney Plus was supposed to pick it up. That's been canceled. Um, but there's three, like, there's, generally speaking, there's three types of, like, sacrificial Illuminati-type rituals that people talk about. And that's the sell your soul type, which we know Matthew Perry did. That's the blood sacrifice type, which we, I believe, was how his life ended. And the middle one is this like sex rituals, right? Like Aleister Crowley comes up in all these people. In fact, Jim Morrison, who was part of the 27 Club and died in a bathtub and didn't have an autopsy, was a huge fan of Aleister Crowley. And this is where some weird speculation comes in. I don't want to say that there's any definitive proof, but it's worth bringing up is Matthew Perry is supposedly on the Epstein flight logs. Now, this is where it gets weird because I was trying to confirm this. There's Different people have released different lists. He's not in any of the stuff that's official that's been released, the little bit that we've gotten here and there, mm-hmm. the black book. He's not on the actual flight logs. Um, but he, according to some people, makes them on some lists. And then everybody on the on the Internet argues whether or not those lists are real, if they're fake, which one's real, which one's fake. Uh, you know, people are putting out tweets like this one where it's like, tweets of matthew perry i accidentally ordered a pizza i always want to make sure oprah's on my side and Mm. a picture of him you know picture of bill clinton so there's like some weird stuff there i'm not going to defend matthew perry i i think he probably was on epstein island i'm just not going to say it because i can't prove it um but it's definitely an an an, a, a thing the the what what i don't understand or what i think is fake what i do believe is fake is a couple of people because of because it's a meme and it's a joke at this point tweeted Matthew Perry was about to expose everybody on the Clinton list and and he was gonna yeah make, I doubt you it you know it's not a thing like some people <laughs> tweeted it it got some traction there's like where are you getting this from yeah just like I, I I said it because it was a joke and everybody just like retweeted and went oh my gosh she was gonna expose the Clintons and Hillary killed him um, and look Hillary kills people I'm wearing a Hillary Clinton making a list checking it twice ugly sweater so I believe that but. Uh, <laughs> I just don't think that this had to do with the Clintons. I don't think it had to do with Epstein. Um, I, I I think he probably was on the island. But in this, I found an update to our Balenciaga episode, which is super weird, something that we hadn't talked about before. And that is this uh, this photographer whose name is Rachel Chandler. And she was involved in the Balenciaga scandal and has links to Epstein. So, yeah. So at the time, because we were covering the Balenciaga <laughs> stuff, and it was like fresh, fresh, fresh. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And now, like a lot more has come out since then. So just a little update on the Balenciaga stuff. There's this Wait. photographer. Sorry, Where's Rachel? <laughs> Where's Rachel? Yeah, there we go. There's the Batman link, right? No, that's weird. Okay. So some people were saying that the Batman link might be the fact that in um, the movie with Robert Pattinson, that um, there's a secret club within a club in ah. Penguins Club, and that that's what it's a reference to. is like, yes, there's the Freemasons, right? Or there's the club, right? But then there's the, like, the elite club the in the club, club. club. Yeah, like the Penguin Club or whatever they call is, I think they call it the, the 44 Club in that movie. Is Catwoman in the Pattinson Batman? I haven't yes. seen it. Okay. Because yeah. Chet was saying earlier, yes, she's dressed like a demon, and it says demons, but and it looks she's kind of like Catwoman, doesn't Doja it? Doja Cat. Yeah. yeah, she looks like Catwoman. So, okay, very interesting, very interesting. That's an interesting That's an interesting concept. Save that thought for a second. But yeah, I just, I saw this and it's just Rachel, like the two characters from Friends, Rachel and Chandler. Rachel Chandler's okay. the name of this chick. So, some people, the people who are pushing this are kind of the, 
more the Q crowd. But no, like this part isn't this part's true. I'm just saying it's I don't think yeah. it's linked back to to uh, Matthew Perry in any way at all. But essentially, Rachel Chandler's professional photographer and modeling agent was reportedly involved in the casting process for Balenciaga. And she's huh. also got pictures of herself that she put on Instagram before on Epstein Island before that whole thing happened. <laughs> so there's this whole article. Uh, it's on sportsikita.com. Uh, you can look this up. If you type in Rachel Chandler Epstein, it comes up. But uh, just a little update on that, that that whole link between Balenciaga and Epstein Island that was not entirely clear in the beginning now seems to be like pretty little concrete. Bit, little bit a little bit more concrete different. at this point. So I thought that was an interesting update. But you know, just going back to the blood sacrifice, like, <laughs> yeah, let's just is it back Doja to blood Cat, right? Like, is yeah. is Doja Cat the one? It, it was that why she put out the whole thing? Is that why she seems to be, like, rising and rising and rising? Are they just, like, killing old stars and, like... For her. For her. Is she, like, part of these rituals? Is she, like, gaining this fame from just, like, taking out the, the trash, so to speak, I of, like, the, the washed-ups to... and has-beens? I thought you had to kill people who mattered very deeply to you. For this to work, but maybe there's also a way for you to like kill your heroes, people you loved growing up. It might be. There's other people who have talked about the movie Hereditary, which is this concept where uh, one a demon transfers to another person. So like someone like Matthew Perry, who oh. did this Faustian bargain and allowed demons into him, that the elite like, want, want that demonic power back. So they will sacrifice, again, the old washed up has that aren't doing them any good. And then in the ritual, transferring the demon that we see this again, revelation, revelation mm. of the method idea in the movies like Hereditary where it's the grandmother passes the demon on to the next person and the next person, the next person. The demon kills the one person to transfer into a new body, which is essentially the movie Hereditary. I don't recommend watching it. I thought it was disgusting and awful, um, but that's the concept of it, right? Okay, so Matthew Perry makes this Faustian bargain self-admittedly. There are a lot of people who have made some sort of Faustian bargain in Hollywood. Like there's, there's a like lot. all of them, like all of them, like right? All, all of, them. all of, if you know their name, they probably did. Right. Probably. Yeah. But most of them have just one demon. Mm -hmm. And it seems like Doja cat is far less human in a really big way. That's what it, that's literally what I'm thinking, right? It's like, is she like, it makes me want to go back and look at all of the celebrity deaths that have happened since her rise and be like, did she predict project? All this of them? is like, she is, there is something so beyond with her mm. on, on like the demonic scale that it's kind of freaky. It's like, she's trying she's to legion, go above. Right? Yeah. Is that what she's trying to do? Is she trying to become legion? She's going above and beyond Beyonce and Lady Gaga and all these people. And just, because she is also the most, and Rihanna was pretty damn close, and she was the queen of pop for a while. Mm. She's like beyond um, over the head with her, her her symbolism, right? Like someone who doesn't understand the symbolism of the bathtub just thinks it's a creepy music video with Rihanna, right? But like right. no one cannot understand that Doja Cat has songs about how like the, the aliens are demons and they're coming into her body and, uh, you know, her stuff is <laughs> just her song demon where she creepy. it's just obvious. It's just like right yeah. there. And it's it's not what's crazy about it. The reason why it's so interesting to me is because usually when you're when you don't do symbolism well and you're too obvious about it, mm -hmm. it ruins it. It's like not creepy at all. You know what I mean? Like in a horror movie, if you show the monster, it's not creepy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. what ruins a lot of horror movies. It's like, oh, well, now that I see the thing, it's really not it's scary. Not More like the suggestion of it 
is scarier. But with her, she's on the nose and yet it's creepier. Because you're still not seeing it, right? It's right. like she's showing it so she's the much shell, right? that you know something's there that you can't see. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, so that's what I had on Matthew Perry. Um, let's let's do something because again, we were going to do this show just on our local channel. Mm-hmm. Um, now that we're on Rumble and we got a ton of people showing up, let's end this here for the audio listeners. Again, you're getting a free one. So if you like this, come over to conspiracypill.locals.com or come over to rockfin.com slash conspiracypill to support the show. You'll get a bonus show every Thursday night on top of our Wednesday night show and it just helps us out a lot. Mm. Um, but we're going to go over and just chat with people who are here live. So we do got it. a ton of people over in Rumble. We're just going to read your guys' chats. Uh, we will be right back, guys. Oh,